Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mars Hill Sports Podcast. So excited to have you here. This is a bit of a different episode, so it was kind of just random. I had watched a bit of the games last night, I talked to some friends, and we were like, whoa, we gotta put some NHL predictions on the line here. So we decided we are gonna put up kind of a pop-up episode. What the premise of these pop-up and emergency episodes in some cases will be is analyzing some big trades or anything else that goes down that might be a bit unexpected or something that we think needs to be addressed but isn't big enough to be included in our main episodes which are more they'll be less about current events and sports and more about getting to know some of our athletes on campus and such anyways Without further ado, we're so excited to have you here. There will be show notes and timestamps below talking about each division, our award predictions, and such. So, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Bailey Broadbent to the show, and here's the interview. Today, we have Bailey Broadbent. Hello, Bailey. Hello, Tyler. Thanks for having me. Yeah, last year's Mars Hill Sports Editor. I am his successor, Big Shoes to Fill. Um, Bailey, what are we going to talk about today? I think we should dive a little bit into the NHL season preview. Coming up pretty quick here, and I think it makes sense to maybe do a deep dive. Tyler, I don't know your thoughts on that. Yeah, we Bailey and I had a couple disagreements yesterday. We were talking about this, and we were like, why don't we just put this into words on a podcast? So... <laughs> We decided to bring it to the Mars Hill Sports Podcast, so we're excited to have you guys here today for this wonderful episode. Let's dive right in. Bailey, who is going to win the Pacific Division, the division of our beloved Vancouver Canucks? Pacific Division winner, I got the Vegas Golden Knights. Okay. Uh, Tyler, last two years, I have been a, uh, a bit down on the Golden Knights. For whatever reason, despite them making the Stanley Cup Final in their first season, and, you know, being a great team last year, falling in the first round uh, to the Sharks, but being a great team again, uh, for whatever reason, I never picked them. And finally, I decided, you know what, this is the year. They've got a great team on paper and they've got they've got everything. They've got good goaltending. They've got a good defensive group. Uh, their forwards are amazing. Uh, picking up Mark Stone uh, at the deadline last year. Uh, I, I got the Golden Knights and I just see them as a, being a pretty strong team throughout. Um, and although Pacific Division, I think, will be pretty wide open after that I do have the Golden Knights being the number one team this year yeah I actually have the Golden Knights winning it as well the addition of Mark Stone is the biggest key uh, of that for me I also think having a healthy Nate Schmidt is going to come in big for that team I looked into it a bit during the summer but the Vegas Golden Knights had a significantly better record when Nate Schmidt was in the lineup. I think they had a losing record when he was suspended for the start of the year. I don't know what exactly. Was it PEDs? Uh, it, it was a, a banned yeah, substance. It was I'm not some, sure exactly what it was. Some sort of banned substance. Anyways, Nate Schmidt, big key to that team. Uh, he doesn't put up monster numbers or anything. Put up 0.5 points per game last season. He had like 31 points in 62, I believe. Um but, yeah, I think Nate Schmidt being a part of that lineup for an entire year is going to help a lot. The addition of Mark Stone, I like a lot. Mark Stone led the league in wins above replacement. Um, I will be putting some more advanced stats in the show notes, so make sure you check those out. Anyways, Mark Stone, he is a really good player. He affects literally every foot of the ice, which I appreciate a lot in a player, especially... A team like Vegas that I think really needed that almost like switchblade kind of player who can do a bit of everything. So yeah, I like I like Mark Stone a lot. I think the playoffs that first round last year when he went off, I think that is a very good indicator of what this team can be like. Although they did lose that playoff round. I For think, unfortunate I, reasons yes. too. I think if, if that was called fairly that series they would have come out out of the first round and potentially into the Stanley Cup final again but I agree I'm still one to say there's no excuse for giving up what was it four three or four goals 
I think it was four yeah, goals, four on, goals power play on a five-minute power play is yeah. inexcusable in my opinion. Anyway. For sure, and and they tied it up after that and still lost in overtime. Oh yeah, so, so I I don't really feel bad for them, but at the same time I think things can only go upward for this team this season as long as Marc Andre Fleury is still firing on all cylinders as well. So yeah, that's my take for the Pacific winner. Um, what do you think? the rest of the Pacific is going to kind of fill up. Like, uh, in my opinion, I think Calgary is going to come in second. I think San Jose is going to resume their spot in the playoffs. There's a lot of question marks around that. I don't think losing Joe Pavelski is a big enough deal to warrant that team dropping out of the playoffs completely. Um, And in addition to that, I don't think a... I'm really hesitant towards the Canucks as well as the Coyotes, and I think the remaining three teams, that being Anaheim, L.A., and Edmonton, are quite irrelevant. So, yeah, I don't know. I think I think the Central is definitely a stronger division. In my opinion, the Pacific is actually the weakest division in hockey right now. Mm. Um, I, I would tend to agree with that. Yeah, I think I, after, the, after the Golden Knights, it's going to be Calgary probably in the number two spot. Which, Calgary's a great team. Calgary is a great team. That, but they lack that one extra piece, in my opinion. Really? Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. People like to reef on David Riddick, their goaltender, um... I don't I don't like I don't like the hate for Riddick because he actually had good numbers last year. He proved himself pretty well. I just I, I think they're missing almost a dynamic defender. Mm. I think a dynamic defender really can really help a team on their way to victory. I would say St. Louis had that last year. They had a couple of them. Um my favorite personally was Vince Dunn mm. as kind of like that quick jolt of energy um, in the East, Boston Bruins, Tory Krug was a monster in the playoffs last year. Just a guy who's going to get out there, bring some energy. I think I think the way the NHL is moving, we're seeing these Kale McCars, these Quinn Hughes kind of characters. I think Adam Boquist coming up from uh, Chicago's farm system, he is another good example of these smaller defensemen who are going to provide you a jolt of offense so you're you're as opposed to the Norris winner last year Mark Giordano who's maybe not as as sexy or as yeah. new age kind of defenseman like a Quinn Hughes uh, a Kale McCarr in that way you're, you're thinking the piece that they need is a more dynamic defenseman yes that's and on top of a Mark Stone yeah I'm sorry Mark Giordano yeah yeah that's fair but yeah I, I think Calgary we, we probably agree is gonna be in that number two spot yes they they're gonna make the playoffs they're yeah. such a good team yeah. still I think San Jose will be in that third spot as well after Calgary um I don't I, think they're hitting 100 points this season no I would agree and I don't think they're a slam dunk for that third spot I no. think um honestly I, I see the team and maybe a bit of bias in here I see a team as the Vancouver Canucks yeah. is, you know contending for that third spot um, I think I take Arizona over them. You know what, Arizona though, they're gonna need good goaltending. They got surprisingly good goaltending from Darcy Kemper. Darcy last year. Kemper is a really good goaltender though. That's the thing. This Very is not. Good. I don't think this is anything new. Um, when Darcy Kemper was playing with the Los Angeles Kings, Jonathan Quick, I remember two years ago. This is when they went to the playoffs. They lost to Vegas in the first round. They got swept. But Darcy Kemper came in for a good portion of the season when Quick was injured. And that was, he had a really impressive stretch. So I'm personally, I'm a big fan of Darcy Kemper. And Antti Ranta has a knack for going down injured. But when he's in the net, when he's in between the pipes, he's a very, very solid goaltender. He struggled with injuries a little bit, uh, Ranta. But it's funny because going into last year, I thought Arizona was going to make the playoffs. I thought Antti Ranta was a top 10 goalie in the mm-hmm. NHL. I still think he, he can get there after these injuries, but combine that potential there with Darcy Kemper the season he had last year, yeah. and I can see why the Arizona Coyotes are a team to watch this year. Potentially, you know, they add star firepower in Phil Kessel, maybe at the twilight of his career, but still a proven goal scorer, and then you've got your Clayton Kellers, and um, you know, you, you have a decent lineup there, so I can see how the Coyotes could contend. Yeah. Um, should we look into a, a different division, maybe the Central? Yeah, what our thoughts it. are? I picked the Dallas Stars okay. winning that division, uh, I, I see them as a f- very similar group coming into this year, but bringing in Pavelski. veteran guys like Pavelski. Who scores? Um, the bottom six player now, but Corey Perry, who still brings some 
yeah. some grit into the lineup, um, some scoring, if, if he can kind of find that knack again. Ben Bishop is coming off of as a nomination. He had a tremendous year last year. And then guys on defense like Miro Heiskanen, very underrated yes. Yes. and a difference maker. Combine that with John Klingberg, who, yeah. who goes very unnoticed, but very good offensive defenseman. Yeah. That's Struggles a good to team stay there. healthy a lot. And, but, and Sagan yeah. and Ben both didn't have great years last year. Ben only had 62 points, I believe. But I don't see I don't see that kind of bleeding into this year. I think he's going to find that knack again. I see Dallas being a very good team, very okay. deep. Do you, do you th- do you see them as like a cup contender? I I don't know if I see them there yet. I think Ben Bishop can take them there though. I yeah. Good goaltending takes you as far as, you know, yeah. as far as possible, right? Like you saw Flurry in the playoffs a couple years ago with the Golden Knights. If you get good goaltending, you can you can you can win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. So if Bishop plays as well as I think he can again. Then yeah, maybe they are a Stanley Cup contender. I don't have them there yet, but I I have them winning the division. That's for sure. Okay, that's interesting. Um, a couple questions for you based on that. I think a big question that I had with Dallas is forward depth. Mm. Um, they had a great first line, one of the best first lines in the NHL over the last two three years here with Radulov. In the middle, you have Sagan and then Ben mm-hmm. on the other wing. That is a great line. After that, Pavelski, Rupe Hints maybe, and then besides those two, I'm very hesitant towards this team's forward depth, and I have the same struggle with Colorado still. Yeah. Um, and do you think Ben Bishop goes... To the same, he do you think he plays to the same degree? Because that was an outstanding year. Personally, I, I believe it was a Vezina caliber season. I I think he should have won it over Vasilevsky. Yeah, but well, I I'm still hesitant towards the idea of of Dallas being such a front runner. I do think they will be a top three team in the Central, but I I, I really struggle with that forward depth because. I saw this in Calgary last year. I thought I thought they had a good top three lines. I don't think there's any denying that. I think most people would agree. Yeah. Um, Vegas, historically, has proven themselves to have another three really solid lines. They've gone far in the playoffs. One, one out of the two possible years they've had in their existence. And last year, I would say, was a bit of a mix of unlucky streak and just such untimely play by the San Jose Sharks. So I'm I'm hesitant towards Dallas, but let let me tell you a team who I think is really going to pop this year. You might not like this. The National Predators. No. I think the National Predators no way. have addressed needs. Okay? Hear me out. Michael Granlund before coming to Nashville was a 60-point player and was shaping up to be a 70-point player at some point in his career. In addition to that, Matt Duchesne is coming off a big year. He's finally out of the trap that is the Ottawa Senators. Think of it this way. Matt Duchesne looked good in a Blue Jackets jersey. There's no denying that. Now that Matt Duchesne has good players around him, I think he's bound to be a very very good player I think Nashville has addressed their need at getting that number one center who was Ryan Johansson before who is now going to slot in at the two center spot Yeah, and I think Ryan Johansson is a great second line center arguably one of the better ones in the league however I think Matt Duchesne trumps Johansson on so many levels he's a better offensive player as a whole like he scores more he gets more assists he's able to create way more offense has historically played on pretty good power plays which was the which he's now a part of the worst power play team Mm -hmm. I, I don't see Roman Yossi taking any steps back he's actually my pick for Norris which we'll get into later and Pekka Rene is still a great attendee with Yusei Soros behind him Tell me what is wrong with the Nashville Predators. I, 
Okay, I, first of all, I want to talk about Duchesne. Okay. I like the Duchesne signing. It made sense for them. They traded Subban away. You kind of, you, the Predators, like, offset their, uh, they made room for Duchesne uh, with, with basically giving away P.K. Subban. I didn't like that trade for them, but I understood it to make room for Duchesne. And they needed Duchesne. Yes. Ryan Johansson was they didn't not... Need, and they didn't need Subban. Ryan Johansson was not a first-line center. He's no. not. He's a good second-line center. He's not a first-line center. In the same way that maybe for the Vancouver Canucks, Bill Horvath's not a first-line center, Ryan Johansson's not a first-line center. So that inherently puts Johansson in a better spot to succeed. And Duchesne is, is going to be a good player for them. They did lose Subban, though. Who who was like him or not? He's a difference maker on that team. Yeah, he's a big big part of their power play. Uh, he's coming off a bit of an off year for the Predators, but still, uh, he played two two full seasons before that with them. I believe it was just two seasons with them uh, before last year, and I think averaged about fifty five sixty points a year. Oh yeah. So it's, they're they're losing. They're, you got to remember they're losing a big piece on the blue line, and yes, they probably have the best blue line depth in the NHL. Maybe after St. Louis now after the Falks. Uh, deal but uh still a good team and I, I i don't really have anything against the predators i just don't they don't stand out to me there's nothing on paper that i think goes wow they're you know that they're it seems like they have second tier stars um they mm-hmm. don't which again you don't need look at the golden knights maybe mark stone is that piece now but before then you know you didn't really have anyone jump out jumping off the page like uh but pekka Rene, he doesn't do much for me anymore. UC Soros, he kind of had a bit of an opportunity to seize hold of the, or at least a, a take a bit of charge of that starter's job and didn't do much with it last year. Um, I yeah, just remember he's still young, though. He is still young, yeah. but I just, I don't see them necessarily as a cup contender this year. I don't see them winning the division. I like Dallas on paper more. I do. Okay. Maybe a bit more depth from the Predators, but uh, star power-wise, guys are going to get it done late in the season. Um, I see this Predators team maybe fizzling out a little bit. Okay, um, making the playoffs for sure, but but that's kind of it for me. Hmm. Um, another big question I want to address: the Winnipeg Jets, are they a playoff team? I think they're going to be very fringe. I think yeah. they're they're taking a big step back this year. I I don't think it's for me. It's not a skill thing. It's yeah. a personnel thing. I think there's something off in that organization right now, based on the massive stalemate between Patrick Laine, Kyle Connor, and the questions surrounding Dustin Bufflin right now. In addition to that, if they lose Dustin Bufflin, they've already lost Jacob Truba. Josh Morrissey is the number one D-man there. I have nothing against Josh Morrissey, but is he a number one D-man on a playoff team? That, for me, is a no. Especially now that, who's who's the number number two D-man on that team? Are we talking... Neil Pionk? Well, they they lost Jacob Truba, exactly. who is a very underrated defenseman. He's 45 to 50 points. Yeah. He is, he's a difference maker on that team. And he's a solid two-way. Like, he is rock solid on the back end yeah. of play. They lost Tyler Myers, who's a top four D-man yeah, as well. that's another guy. Right there, they're gutted. That's yeah. that's two two key players on that team last year in that top four that are gone, both on the right side. Ben Sherratt, who is a, he was a, you know, he played games for them last year. He's yeah. a top six D-man. He's gone. Yeah. So now you've got only three defensemen remaining from last season. Uh, on top of that, Brian Little's injured to start the year. Yeah. So that's a top six forward for them now. Patrick Laine is... There's something weird going on in that whole forward group. Yeah. Uh, so so and I then, feel like there's a lot of disconnect between like the older guys on that team and the younger guys. Yeah. And, and on top of that, we were just talking D-men, Dustin Bufflin now. If he doesn't come back, and you got to feel for the Jets too, yeah. you got to feel for their front office. They haven't done anything wrong. It's just some terrible luck. Truba requested a trade. Like, I think also part of it it's is tough. being in Winnipeg. I'm yeah. sorry, but like that's not no shot to Winnipeg, but like but shot to Winnipeg, but shot to Winnipeg in it not being great market for hockey, but yeah. not being the best place to play. But I don't think that's a question. I think that's a fact. Yeah. You want to, like, you want to play for the New York Rangers. You don't want to play for the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, and, you know, I saw uh, an article today that the Jets are going to roll with their uh, 2019 draft pick, and I'm forgetting his name, 
uh, but they're 2019 draft pick. 20. Hanalainen or something. He's, he's a Finnish. Yeah. He's a Finnish kid. A little Finnish guy. Uh, yeah. But they're they're thrusting him into their top six because, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's because they want to. I think it's because they really have to because mm-hmm. with Bufflin, with Truba, with Myers, with Sherratt, all gone. Yeah. You're, you know, there, there's opportunity there for guys that maybe should be in the NHL, and so it's. I see them. They still have enough enough big pieces to, to you know to make a run of the playoffs, but oh, you got to feel for them, Tyler. Yeah, I I almost want to say that they're not going to be a playoff team, leaving a spot open for another team who I'm quite interested in this year, the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. Do the Chicago Blackhawks make a grand return to the playoffs? Well, Corey Crawford's a good goalie, and on top of that, they added Robin Leonard. Now, of course, Robin Leonard. Can he continue his run from last season? You know, we'll see. But he was phenomenal with the Islanders last year. Did not deserve a Vezina nomination. <laughs> not one bit. I I think it's dicey. I think with the games played, you have an argument. Split but, games with Thomas Grice, who had identical stats. Yeah, but but that being said, they, they added a good goaltender in Robert Leonard. Yeah. And as an insurance policy with Corey Crawford's concussion history. Yes. On top of that, you've got a full year now of Dylan Strome. Who was... Absolutely, was very good. Like a point per game yeah. last year. Uh, Alex DeBrinket is a forty goal player. Yes. You've got Taves and Kane who are consistently. Taves, I think, had a career year last he did. year. He did. Yeah, he actually did have his best offensive year. Crazy and Patrick so unexpected. And Patrick Kane is is some people's Hart Trophy winner for yeah. the season. So interesting guy. On top of that, too, slotting into the left wing on that first line is Alex Nylander. Yeah, the return of Alex Nylander. Will he? Uh, live up to his brother's name i don't know but i have him in fantasy hockey so i'm really hoping he does yeah and and on defense too and you know a lot about this guy because you had him in fantasy i believe yes eric Eric gustafson (laughs) and i i don't know a whole lot of his two-way game but his ability to put you know six points up on the board 17 goals 40 a phenomenal year offensively for eric gustafson yeah so 43 assists. That's not a bad-looking team. Yeah. Brandon Saad, too. He's a 25-goal scorer. Fills out some depth on that team. Um, so, a, a team to watch, for sure. An intriguing yeah. team. I I see them being on the bubble. I don't know if they're necessarily going to make the playoffs. But, yeah. offensively, I think they're going to be a threat in yeah. the West. I agree. I, I am... They are playing in a tougher division than the Canucks and the Coyotes. That's partly why I'm... That's partly why I'm more inclined to say that the coyotes can make a push for the playoffs but but who yeah who are their weapons on offense like oh i think clayton keller is breaking like clayton keller i don't even know if he had 50 points last year he didn't but he had 65 the year before that sophomore slump is real i believe in it truly and then phil kessel is your number two guy phil kessel is a very good player he had 82 points last season playing on the Pittsburgh Penguins power play with crosby and malkin okay but are you denying the fact that Phil Kessel is not like he's a capable offensive player. I, I think Phil Kessel's a sixty-five point player. Wow! On the Arizona Coyotes, I do. I think That's... he's a, he's a thirty-goal, sixty to sixty-five point player, and that might be a bit of a hot take. I think it is a hot take, Bailey. I don't know, man. I'm I'm very. But is that enough? Like, if if the Arizona Coyotes want to make the playoffs, Phil Kessel needs to be an eighty-five point player, not a sixty-five point player. And I think if we're talking realistically, he. With the players he's going to be playing with, like who's who's on that that Coyotes power play? Barrett Hayton? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if Hayton's going to be getting much power play time. Um, but but they also the have fact- Nick Schmaltz too, who is another guy moved from Chicago. Kind of a similar deal to that Dylan Strom, uh, Dylan Strom trade. He was almost a point per game in his time in Arizona. Yeah, that change of scenery was exactly. good for both those players. Yeah. Um, should we should we flip on to the east? Yeah, let's 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 get going on the Eastern Conference here. We could get on so many tangents, but I just know it's such a slippery slope. Um, let's go Atlantic Division. I yeah, we know we know that Tampa Bay. I think we know that Tampa Bay is going to win the President's Trophy again. They are such a good team in the regular season, from what we've seen. They had one of the best records of all time, I believe, last yeah. season, which is nuts. How does this team take a step back? There's 
no way, in my opinion. I think they are the they are going to end up as by far the dominant force in not only the Atlantic Division, not only the Eastern Conference, but in the NHL as a whole. Yeah. Do they do anything in the playoffs? I'm still hesitant. The scars of Columbus are still... They're still there. Still there. I think everyone is so hesitant towards their playoff depth. That being said, you can never rule them out. Yeah. Well, and... and The Atlantic is the best division in the NHL, bar none. I I would agree with that. I think it's a phenomenal division. But the fact that they put up 60-plus wins last season... Mm -hmm. Pushing aside their playoff woes against the Blue Jackets, you really have the same lineup coming in again this year. Yeah. You've lost maybe JT Miller, yeah. but you've gained you've gained some some good veterans in the lineup. You've they've, they're they're buying low on Kevin Shattenkirk. I like I really like that move yeah. for them. But pretty much the same lineup coming into this year that won sixty plus games. Yeah, a very good Tampa Bay team, and I've got them winning the division too. Uh, no doubt about that. What's your top three? In the Atlantic? In the Atlantic. I think I really want to put Florida in the top three. I think adding Sergei Bobrovsky is such a good call for them. Yeah. There's no, I don't think anyone would vouch against that. They finally address that need of goaltending because I'm sorry, but James Reimer and Roberto Longo are not doing it for you. Exactly. And that team almost went to the playoffs a year before. They actually had more wins than the New Jersey Devils, who were the last team to make it in. I think the Panthers, I like their moves. I I get adding Sergei Borowski. I'm skeptical that it's going to work out. Okay. I think rarely you see these, I don't know, I just, that has, to me, that has a bit of a recipe for disaster. Uh, But at the same time, that that was a move you had to make. Yeah. You needed to address that goaltending. They did in a big way. They got... You know, an all-star uh, goaltender in Sergei Bobrovsky. Top three goaltender in the NHL. Uh, yeah, top five, top three, up there for sure. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, I don't have them in my top three. Yeah. Toronto and Boston are still there for me. Toronto, Boston, Tampa. I think Toronto leapfrogs Boston. Tor- I, I Regular season-wise, you know, that's what we are talking today. And playoffs. I think Toronto does have that second-best team behind I, Tampa. I, I think legitimately believe that Toronto is finally going to make the jump over Boston. I think... I love Tyson Berry. After this season, they're going to be in a mess. I, I really do think that. Yeah. With their, with their contracts, with their blue line especially. Every single one of their top six D-men, their contracts are yeah. expiring after this season. And then Morgan Riley the year after that. 100%. It's but, going to be a gong show. But it's clear they're, they're making a push this season. This is a, a huge year for them. They've got yeah. Tyson Berry on a... Pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Uh, they got... Colorado to, to eat up half of his salary. Uh, but that team is loaded this year. Yeah. Very loaded. They've got some good veterans too. Like I, Great I like goaltender. Spezza. Frederick Anderson's phenomenal. So good. Their decor is, is good. You lost Gardner, but you replaced him with Barry. Yeah. And Who's you've still that? got more than Riley. Potentially, you have, Toronto had seven 20 goal scorers last year. That's seven. Nuts. So who who was that? I'm assuming so that was Matthews, Tavares, Marner, Kapanen, Kapanen, Nee, no, not Nylander. Nylander, I believe, had twenty. Did he? Uh, he might. Uh, no, actually, I don't think he had twenty. But Andreas Janssen did. Janssen did. Uh, guys uh, like Zach Hyman Zach had Hyman twenty. Definitely had twenty. And, and then Kadri. Uh, Morgan Riley. Morgan Riley. And That's Morgan another Riley twenty goal scorer. And you're, oh, let's not forget too, Tyson Berry was a phenomenal offensive defenseman for the Avalanche. And oh. you just added another. Like, this is a loaded team. They are loaded. I firmly believe that they are the second best team in the NHL. I think you could make a very good case for that. Yeah. And I, I would probably agree with that. Yeah. Both as much as I don't want to say it. I don't, I don't like saying it either. <laughs> I don't, I'm skeptical that they're going to make a difference in the playoffs again. You don't think so? I think this is Babcock's, Babcock's last year. I don't think I don't think they're gonna make a big difference. They're probably gonna match up against Boston again. You can't play if they Boston get, Matthews for eighteen minutes. Do you, let me ask you this: Are they gonna Are they gonna win the Atlantic Division? No, no they're not gonna win the Atlantic. And Boston's Division. gonna get third. Boston will get third. So they're gonna play and Boston. Florida's again. gonna be a wild card team, which is nuts. So Toronto matched up against Boston again. They're not yeah. gonna pass Boston. Yeah, but we are talking regular season. So, so you, you could probably agree with me: Tampa, Toronto, Boston, Florida yeah. for wild card. Yeah. 
what about the Metro? The Metropolitan Division. Who did you have winning that? <laughs> I had the Carolina Hurricanes winning that, Bailey. Interesting. I love, love the direction the Carolina Hurricanes are going. Justin Falk, Justin Schmalk. I do not care about Justin Falk. Jake Gardner is, in my opinion, pretty much a wash. I think Justin Falk is one of the more overrated players in the NHL. Yep. He popped off like three or four years ago. Last couple of years, he's been good, but not great. Um, this young offensive core can only take steps forward at this point. Jacob Slavin is starting to really come out as a great number one defenseman. Yep. In my opinion, we saw his coming out party in the playoffs last year. Not only do they have Slavin, Brett Pesci, Jake Gardner now, toss in Dougie Hamilton, yeah. another great player. For me, I don't see this team taking any steps back. I, They do have Mrazek and McElhaney, who are still that goaltending combo. They have Mrazek and Reimer now. Oh yeah, sorry, James Reimer. Yeah, yeah. so, and it, I think they're basically, it's the goalie carousel. I think they're going to have similar goaltending as they did last year. I see Reimer yeah. being a a pretty good goaltender there. And I quite do. comparable to McElhaney. I think so. Yeah, I and think so. Especially when you have a very solid defensive core in front of you. Yeah. And that can make any goaltender look better than they truly are. They made a lot of really nice buy-low additions. Yes. Uh, and through free agency, we talked about Gardner. That was Gardner a was steal. A, and then you go and trade another top four D-man and fall, get assets for that. They yeah. got a really good uh, prospect in Dominic Bach. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, I, I like their moves. Dezingle is a top six forward, I think, or at least middle six. They added Ryan Dezingle. Eric yeah. Howla from Vegas, who's coming off a pretty big inju injury. But exactly. They bought low there, and he's he's been a 25-goal scorer in, in Vegas. So, yeah. and, and they had a good team. They made a run last year. They lost, they lost Justin Williams, and they lost Justin Falk. They lost Curtis McElhaney, but those aren't... Those are not centerpieces at all. And so I, I I like their team. I don't have them winning the division, but I, I do like their team, and they're going to be a playoff team again this year. Yeah, I I firmly agree. And in a division that has so many question marks, in my opinion, whether the Pittsburgh Penguins remain as a playoff team, which I, I think they are. You can never rule out Sidney Crosby, in my opinion. Um. And the New York Islanders, no one knows what the heck is going to happen this year. Just like last year, we're like, oh, this is probably a bottom three team in the NHL. Boom. Playoffs. Second round beats Pittsburgh. So, personally, I'm I'm a fan of the direction that the, the Hurricanes are going. I think they have a bit... It's not a cakewalk. Washington's still a great team, but... It's a lot less competitive. New York Rangers are an interesting case, but yeah. I don't I don't think they're well rounded enough yet. They're think, not deep enough. I think the Rangers are a wild card team. Yeah. The team that I see winning this division though, the Metro Division, the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah. That's another does it is it just me or does it feel like the Philadelphia Flyers have one really good year and one really bad year? It just alternates. <laughs> Trading off good years yeah. and bad years. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. I I see them being a being a big player this year. And yeah. I have even and this is not necessarily what we're talking about on the podcast today, but I have them even maybe making a run at the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I know that's in your finals prediction. Yeah, and they they added Kevin Hayes. Yeah. A bad contract. But a good player. But at a the good moment. player. A fifty moment, point yeah. player, a top six forward. And he can slot in easy. Yeah, and, and that's a now their forward group. Let me just run through some of the names here. Claude Giroux. Travis Konechny. Claude Giroux, who very well could be in the heart conversation this year. I was again. thinking he was one of my thoughts for Maybe her part. Possibly a dark horse there. He had 100 points. Jake he hit 100 a couple of years ago. Jake Voracek, yeah. who's who's good for 65, 70 points. Yeah. You've added Kevin Hayes, a 50-point guy. Yeah. In that loaded forward group, I mean... Travis Konechny, Travis James Konechny, Van Riemsdyk. Yeah, James Van Riemsdyk, Sean Couturier, who's yeah. an 80-point oh, player. Oh, that is another guy who is so good. So, so that top six is phenomenal. And then you look on D, too. Ivan Provorov. Underrated defenseman. Yeah. Not a great season last year, but a very good defenseman. Shane Goss is fair. I really like him offensively. I think he's going to rebound this year. And then the, their big question mark every year is their goaltending. 
But and Carter, Carter Hart came in halfway through last year and, and said, you know what, this, was is great. My, this is my starters. He role. was awesome. I'm, I'm the number one here now. Yeah, I think Carter Hart is the man. He's going to be the best goaltender in the NHL come six years. Yeah. 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 I think I think that's a pretty pretty common take in hockey, actually. For the next decade, yeah. I think Carter Hart's I think probably he's, the, the most likely. He's, uh, he's the man, but... Yeah, I'm I'm so I'm so interested to see what happens in the Eastern Conference. Um, yeah. Anyways, getting on to you you mentioned the Hart Trophy earlier. Um, well, who, who who's gonna win the Hart Trophy? I think Nathan McKinnon's gonna win the Hart Trophy. You I okay, really we, we like gotta Nathan talk about McKinnon. Colorado. We gotta talk about Colorado because I t- completely forgot. But this is where I agree disagree entirely. With so many people, I yesterday I was infuriated at seeing a tweet, and it said, "This guy is like, you know, who's gonna win the President's Trophy this year? The Colorado Avalanche are gonna explode for 115 no. points. No, that is bull. There is no way that this team, losing Tyson Berry, who we talked about as a big piece as to why I think the Toronto Maple Leafs will solidify themselves as the second best team in the NHL." How is this team going to get that much better? Not only, not only that, they lost Simeon Varlamov, who if Grubauer, if, uh, Grubauer is a big if, Grubauer was not spectacular during the regular season. By no means. Varlamov, I would say, was the man for the majority of the season in Colorado. They lost him. We have no idea what the deal with Philip Grubauer is. If Bowen Byram had fast-forwarded three years, but this team had stayed where it is now, I think we could talk about this team as a shoo-in for a playoff team. This is a fringe team. The Colorado Avalanche barely squeaked into the playoffs last year with that team. And statistically, they have gotten worse by losing Tyson Berry. Did they pick up Nazem Kadri, who I think is going to be a great addition to that team? He's going to be a great second-line center there. They address a need of depth. But there is no way this team takes a massive step forward. There's no way. I don't. I, I don't see it happening at all. I don't agree that they're going to take a massive step forward. I also don't... Uh, I don't think they're going to be taking a massive step backwards either. I don't think they're going to take any step backwards. Do you think they take any steps at all? Like, I still think... I, I think this team is going to the so playoffs. I think so much of that rides on Philippe Grubauer. Because I think he could be a very good starting goaltender in the NHL. I just don't think he's proven at all. No, he's not. And that's what I. That's why I'm skeptical on this team a little bit. I think Grubauer is going to have to be good for them. And they've got a, young, a lot of young defensemen on their, on their decor as well. Yeah. And, Guys like Sam Gerrard and Kale McCarr. I think Kale McCarr pops this year. Kale McCarr's going to pop. He's a great player. Oh, yeah, for sure. But AC Tyson Berry, So it's an inexperienced group on the blue line, and that's not really one you want to combine with an inexperienced starter. Yes. I would way rather have an inexperienced group of forward above any other type of, like, corpse that you're going to put out there. But I think their their top nine forwards are still pretty nice. They've got some good, some great forwards there. They had... First half of last season, they had the best top line in the NHL. True. Landis Cog, Ranton, and McKinnon. It's not the best top line in the NHL. Though. And, well, yeah, it's it's not. The it's Boston not. Bruins. But it's a top five line in the NHL. Yeah, so oh, there's no question about you have that. a top five line in the NHL, you're going to be pressing for the playoffs. And I see them making the playoffs again. Probably as that maybe the second wild card or first yeah. wild card, um, along with the Canucks. But, but all in all, Nathan McKinnon, I think, is going to put up over 100 points this season. He's improved every year over the last few years. He put up 97 points two years ago and 99 last year. Yeah. He's he's getting 100 this year. Yeah, Miko Rantanen's I, I, I wouldn't be, be surprised. And, yeah. I think Miko Rantanen just hits another 90-point season. He had 80-something last season. He had 80, I want to say 85. And that was partly because of injury. Yeah. So, I'm a, I'm a believer in Miko Rantanen taking another step forward as a 90-point player. I think McKinnon can hit 100. That being said... I just can't stand this. There's so many ifs with the Colorado Avalanche for me to the point where I am questioning their playoff chances as well. But 
That being said, I know Nathan McKinnon is your Hart Trophy winner as well as your Art Ross. So you're thinking he's going to go off for 100-something points? You think he can take over a Nikita, a Nikita Kucherov who had 130? I, I don't think he's going to score more points than Nikita Kucherov necessarily. Okay. But I think he's going to be the most valuable player to that team. I think I he's going to win the Hart Trophy. Uh, actually, I did have McKinnon you as have my Art Ross. You have him as your Art Ross. I do have my, uh, him as my Art Ross. You can uh, take it back. You no, take I it don't back. want to take it back. I've, okay. got, I've got it written down. Uh, I think that's going to be closer. Uh, I think it's hard to to give Nikita Kucherov the Hart Trophy when there's guys like Stamkos on that team, guys like Braden Point. You know, then you get into the conversation of what is the Hart Trophy? What is, you know, is it most valuable to their team? Yeah. Then you get McDavid in that conversation. Like, if they don't make the playoffs, I mean, Taylor Hall valuable. won it last. Well, because last Taylor Hall, Taylor Hall seasons. was the New Jersey Devils offense exactly. And so when I look at a guy like Kucherov, when you have so much talent there, is it you know, and yeah. so you, you could justify picking him a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, I did have McKinnon as my R. Ross player, R. Ross winner. Um, and don't get me wrong, I think Nathan McKinnon is the third best player in the NHL. He's behind Kucherov and McDavid, you're saying? No, Crosby and McDavid. Yeah. Crosby's still a top three. You can't say Crosby's not a top three player. I'm not saying he's not He's not a top three. Um, he, Yeah. Who, who did you have as your hard trophy winner, though, Tyler? I went with a safe pick. I went Nikita Kucherov. I really wanted to. My, my runner-up. Let me tell you my runner-ups. My runner... Runners-up? Runner-ups? I don't know. Anyways, my second and third place, Barkov. I think Barkov's going to hit 100 points this year. I think with Florida being a winning team now, I think that'll draw the attention of voters as well as Austin Matthews. I think Austin Matthews finally has that big breakout that we've been expecting. I think now William Nylander, full season, he's finally got a very capable line mate in Nylander. Because last year, he was playing with your Kapanens, your Janssens, um, and other players who were good, but they're not Nylanders. He, he needs a, I think he needed that one more supplementary piece. That being said... Toronto's going to be the second best team in the NHL this year. I think it makes sense for him to be another player who gets considered for the Hart Trophy. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. Yeah. Let me ask you this. You mentioned your Norris Trophy winner. It is Roman Yossi. It's yeah. Roman Yossi. Let's let's hear that a little bit, that reasoning behind that. Yeah. Why why Roman Yossi? Yeah, I think Roman Yossi is going to be I don't think he's going to dazzle us with like an 80-point season or anything like that. But Roman Yossi around the league is known as a very solid defenseman. He still scores lots of points. There's no question about that. In addition to that, I think he will have either... I think he'll most likely be the first unit power play guy now that P.K. Subban's gone which will boost his point production, especially now that you put that catalyst of Matt Duchesne in there, who's going to improve that first unit. I think it it makes sense, and for the captain and leader of the best blue line in the NHL, I think he de- he's going to deserve it. I think lots of people, it's going to become a bit of a mass thing. It's like, wow. This guy, he'll score 60, 70 points this year. Mm. He's gonna have this he's gonna have this big responsibility to lead this Nashville Predators team onto a good season. Well Yossi's career high in points was sixty one. That yeah. was twenty fifteen sixteen. That was pre Subban. Yeah. That was the final year. But he had Weber on the team. And so you know, but I think you have a case there where he is their number one defenseman now. There's no exactly. doubt about it. You had Weber before, and then Subban, who was probably taking a little bit more of that power play time, if not sharing it with Yossi. So you've now got Yossi there quarterbacking that power play. He's going to be the first unit power play. Throw Matt Duchesne on there, and I think you have a very, very real chance at eclipsing 65 points. Which I think you score 65 points as a defenseman with high pedigree, such as a Roman Yossi, who is known around the league as at least, at the very least, a top 10 defenseman in the NHL. Why, why not? Well, and it's f- interesting you bring up point totals for a D-man, because my pick 
for the Norris Trophy was Morgan, Morgan Riley. Riley. I like that pick. Who who put up 72 points last year, 20 goals, obviously playing on a very, very good Toronto Maple Leafs team. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that I see eclipsing 80, yeah, 85 I, I, points I, possibly I, this I year. Do not, I do not disagree with that at all. He's and, a, so capable and, offensively. And not that that locks in a, uh, a Norris you know, win, putting up a lot of points. We've seen Brett Burns before. You know, Brent Burns last season, I believe, I saw somewhere, did he have, I think he eclipsed 80 points. He had 80. He didn't win the Norris Trophy. Yeah. So, it doesn't guarantee anything. I think no. he's going to lose points, given that, uh, points, sorry, in the in the voting, um, given that he plays in the Toronto Maple Leafs, yeah. and they do have a very, very stacked team. But exactly. Morgan Riley is my pick for the Norris Trophy. I think he's going to, I think he's going to put up a dominant offensive season to the point where it's... You can't ignore it. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that happening. Morgan Riley was definitely in my head alongside John Carlson as a guy who was like, you know, he could definitely be a big force uh, for the Calder, sorry, <laughs> the Norris. Um, that being said, I think we've wrapped up what our Norris trophy looks like. Calder, I think a lot of people are saying Kale McCarr. Yeah. I, I am not doubtful of Kale McCarr. And I pre- I'm i pretty sure I put him down. But I think this Calder race is going to be closer than we think. Hear me out for a second. Jack Hughes is going to be playing on a stacked PP1. Capo Caco, by the end of the season, should be playing alongside, alongside Artemi Panarin, one of the highest octane Offensive players in the NHL. Yeah. And Mika Zabinajad, very capable player, so underrated. This is going to be closer than we think it is. As much as I want to say Quinn Hughes is in that conversation, I think he could be, but I think Quinn Hughes caps at 40 points yeah. this year. Um, I, I think there's, and even outside of those three guys, I totally agree with you. I picked Kale McCarr. Mm-hmm. That, that was probably the one pick that I made, prediction I made, that I was least confident in. And not because I'm not confident in Kale McCarr, because yeah. I think he's going to get 55 points this season. Yeah. As a rookie defenseman, which hasn't been done since I don't even know how long. I think I feel like Tyler Myers had 50 points in his rookie season <laughs> like 10 years ago. I won the call. But there's going to be a lot of players. Jack Hughes, obviously going to be up there. Capo Caco. Uh, Cody Glass is one player I see as potentially... Being in a Calder race. Scored last night. And even a dark horse for me, who a guy that does not get talked about, but really stood out in the playoffs last year, Alex Texier that of the Blue Jackets. That is a good, yeah. And he he is most likely, there's rumors he's going to get first-line minutes for the Blue Jackets because they were Alongside gutted. Pierre-Luc Pierre Dubois. And who, who Cam Atkinson. Cam Atkinson. So a great player, yeah. There are players, there are a lot of good rookies coming in this year yeah. that I think are going to contend for that Calder trophy. It's going to be really exciting to watch. Quinn Hughes is definitely in there. Yeah, he's he's shown that this he can is be a very great dynamic. rookie class. A lot awesome of yeah. rookie class, and I think a lot. Quinn Hughes's uh, chance at, at winning this Calder is going to depend on if he gets the first power play time. Yeah. If he does, he's going to be up there. I think. I don't think he's going to win it, but he's going to be up there. No, uh, but, but if Travis Adler, Green has shown a bit of a reluctance yeah. to put him on that first power play, and I, if he, he likes does, Edler a lot, he does, and I, I think rightfully so. Edler's yeah. looked good there. He looked good last yeah. night. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Vezina. I, I just went with the safe pick again, I believe. Vashilevsky. I'm pretty sure I said Vashilevsky. Yeah. I mean, unless he goes down... He went down with another injury that had him out for like one or two months last year, and he still won it. Yeah. Although I think Ben Bishop should have had it. If Vashilevsky had a whole year, I don't think there's any question that well, they would have won. Well, and Vashilevsky's going to get 45 wins against Exactly. Like, he's... What about Freddie Anderson? He's I thought about up. him the other day. Yeah, yeah. I think his numbers last year weren't great. He, he picked up wins. That's a product of having such a shaky line of defensemen in front of you. Well, if, if I'm voting for the Vesna Trophy, I'm not I'm not going off wins. You, you can't really judge a player's value. And, and look at Robin Leonard getting in there. You know, they yeah. weren't... Not a huge sample size for Robin Leonard, but it's statistically individual numbers, goals against save percentage even, um, was was very good john gibson was in like somewhat of a conversation and john gibson 
is one of the best goaltenders yeah. in the NHL. He just plays on the Anaheim Ducks. Well, and even Jacob Markstrom was in that in that yeah. Vesna Trophy uh, conversation. He was to a certain extent. To it to an extent, not to the extent not in that top three, yeah. but he was in that top ten. Yeah, and so. I think we're going to see a lot of surprising maybe goldies uh, every year. It changes a lot. You know, you see guys have hot seasons and, and the guys have cold season the next. So, but I have Bishop, what I talked about a little bit earlier, coming off a phenomenal year. He's been a very quietly very good goalie in the NHL he over is, the last yeah. five or six years. I would agree. And it's crazy. At one point, he, no one really wanted him. I know. But, well, he had some health issues over the last two or three years and last year he finally had his year where he was healthy yeah and he was really good so yeah i don't think there's any any question that bishop isn't gonna pop this year as another good player i think we should but. get into maybe our last prediction and the most important one who is gonna win the mark messier leadership award <laughs> evander kane yeah no. I, I have ryan reeves I love that beat. Yeah. The NHL needs more players like that. It really does. It's why it's why we can't market the way we should. We don't sell our players well enough. That that type of interview is looked down upon. I don't yeah. know if you watched that interview of Reese the other day. Well, personalities. Uh, yeah, Lou Lamorello would trade you if yeah. you said that and you're on his team. You have to have your buzz cut if you're playing for Lou Lamorello. Yeah. And you have to wear number 10 only. Brutal. Yeah. Anyways, that was awesome, Bailey. I'm happy we could hash a couple things out. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, oh, yeah, so great having you on. Folks, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate any kind of feedback that comes our way. I'm sorry, the last episode is taking a long time to get onto Apple Podcasts right now. It gets on Spotify right away, as well as anchor.fm.com, I believe. Um, so you guys should really keep checking it out. I'm not going to do any more segments uh, like our Spartans wrap-up uh, unless it's an official Mars Hill podcast episode. This is more just hashing out some things. We will be doing this periodically throughout the year. And, yeah, thank you for listening. And this is Tyler Jones signing off. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>